On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Performance Anxiety. This week we welcome guitarist Johnny Campos to the show. He's been playing guitar for Grammy Award winning artist The Lost Bayou Ramblers and with Spider Stacy in Poetry in Motion for several years. He talked about his early bands and how he got the gigs with the Ramblers and Poetry. But he's recently released something a little different. He calls it Weeks Island and it's an ambient EP done on the pedal steel. It's a really great listen and a perfect change of pace. If you're looking for something a little different and a little soothing, give this a shot. Check out at Weeks Island and at Some Faraway Beach. Check us out at Performance ANX. Subscribe, rate, and review. And now let's get the show going with Johnny Campos and his cat checkbook. Hey, this is Johnny Campos from Weeks Island, Lost by Ramblers, Brass Bed, Carbon Poppies. I've been in a lot of projects, y'all. Um, just out with a new project, Weeks Island, and uh, my uh, EP is called Drost. And this is my cat checkbook. And this has been, uh, uh, I, I had a blast here on uh, Performance Anxiety. Well, thank you for joining me, man. This is awesome. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure. So, cool. um, let me get my notes up here because. I try to do some research. Although, I'll tell you what, man. You're not easy to research. I was about to say, there's a lot of Johnny Campos. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Mostly in the so- southern hemisphere, but yeah. there's, some, there's some up here, too. I, yeah, I, I'm trying to find the right one. I've had that happen a couple of times, but, man, it's 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 not the easiest thing to do to find the right Johnny Campos, man. Yeah. So. You know. So, the drop in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> a big drop in – one drop in the Campos bucket. Exactly. So, all right. The uh, the whole purpose of the show is to get to know you a little bit better and then find out about how you got into music and uh, how you got to where you are and then, you know, how you got to doing your the new EP that you've released. So, I usually like to start with family stuff. So, you know, how, how did you start, when did you start playing guitar? Was it the guitar that got you into music or a lot of times it's piano or singing? Was guitar your first instrument? Guitar was, God, I wish piano was my first instrument. (laughs) I have friends that had, uh, you know, lessons as kids and then stopped, but can still kind of like tinker around. I'm, I'm befuddled by keyboards. I haven't, I haven't learned that sense memory yet, (laughs) but yeah, guitar, I was, um, I had to be 13. Okay. Just like looking at just basically like this is, I think it was like, there was a, there was a big wave of guitar that hit, um, around that time. I guess I was, man, that's seventh grade. I, so it was like 1997, 98. There okay. was a big, that's before like Guitar World magazine came out before like all the guitar centers were everywhere. Yeah. So like we found, man, I think the catalog was called like the woodwind in the brass wind or something like that. And they had 
like <laughs> woodwinds and brass instruments, but also electric guitars. And you click these little blurbs of like what they sound like. And okay. me and my friends would be like, oh, this one looks cool. I want this one, but without ever having played anything yeah. close. <laughs> <laughs> so it started off dreaming about playing the guitar and then. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was a group of friends. That like was like oh you look like you play drums you look like you play bass and I, wish, I got guitar. I wish more bands would start that way you know you look <laughs> like the bassist yeah well I think a lot it. of people get insulted that way wait what do you mean I look like the bassist <laughs> come on yeah that's I mean that I mean before you know anything it's like you just want to be you want to be have fun and be cool it's like oh yeah that'll be cool this will be fun yeah you just want to be in the band doesn't matter what. Right. I know when I was when, when that hit me, I I just knew that I didn't want to be the singer. <laughs> I, I, I did not want to do that. I, I did before I could sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easily, easily. <laughs> so, so was your family musical? Uh, not really. I have uh, one uncle that plays acoustic guitar, and whenever I mean, I had to been three years old and my sister older sister was like seven or eight we would stand on the fireplace and he would play acoustic guitar and we'd be be his backup oh nice yeah so that was a lot of fun (laughs) that was the first that was the first time i was on stage i guess no the the family yeah exactly (laughs) so what what were you listening to that really kind of lit that fire oh man guitar The, the music in general guitar specifically Oh, it's, I mean, it's all adolescent male, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Sabbath, all of those, like every single one of those. When did you start um, playing in bands? And I mean, like legitimately playing, not like you and you, you look like the the guitar player, you look like a bassist. Well, that band played, that band started in in seventh grade and we probably played in front of people junior senior year like once or twice oh wow and then um me and the drummer of that band met a uh, christian mater from another school and we decided to like join forces and i think we, before we left high school we had played at legitimate clubs a couple times oh wow yeah man so I haven't stopped since then. <laughs> so from high school all the way through. So now I, I did see two bands before joining uh, I Lost by Your Lost Rambler. By. So Brass Correct. Bed and Carbon Poppies. Yes. Brass Bed was the incarnation of that started at 18. Okay. And then we all went to school at like different, different dates. And, um, during the winter breaks and the spring breaks and summer breaks, we'd get together to record okay. and play like one show. Yeah. Poppies probably started about 10 years ago or so. Okay. Me, drummer from Brassbed, and his now wife decided to start a side project. Basically, me and Allison, the drummer's name is Peter Dehart, and his wife's uh, Allison Bull Dehart, 
Okay. Um, decided to start writing together and that was just a side thing where it's just like, I wanted to have a sixties beat group. Like, you know, it'd be really fun to like be one of those bands and yeah. that's pretty much how we started that. And we put out a record in Spain a couple years ago and, out a video it's just been kind of like every like everybody in brass bed and, and carbon poppies have babies and they live and have owned their homes and <laughs> live in lafayette and i'm i i, I have a long time girlfriend um and two cats at the moment but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still renting <laughs> and you know cats cats don't like people so you know and, we have we have we have good we have some good cats. We got, oh, they good. know their they know their names. Oh, that's good. <laughs> One's diabetic and half blind, but we don't hold oh it my. against him. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. I didn't. You know what? I'll be. I'm gonna plead ignorance. I had no idea animals could be diabetic. I I guess it makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. He gets shots, insulin shots, twice a day. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> that's. You know what? I think that's that's more work than a kid. Uh, I mean, he's, <laughs> I got three. He's got his, he's got his moments. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you have Kids, three, you can, you can, you can make them play together. Yeah. Like, well, until they, not, his blood sugar's low, we have to deal with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got three teenagers now. They're, they're getting them to, to do things together is like, oh, I think I'd rather Just have cats than give eye rolling. Uh, <laughs> you, are, you are not even kidding. Holy <laughs> shit! The I love them to death, but man, they're they can be frustrating. <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. Gosh. All right, so how did your association with Lost Bayou Ramblers get started? Um, I just got the call for it was like a filming for like NCIS New Orleans. They're like, oh, we need a bass player. It's like, okay, cool. And then day of the filming. Wait, 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 okay, wait a second. Wait a minute. Okay. How did you just get the call for NCIS? So like you're just sitting at home, I don't know, playing Call of Duty or something. Somebody just calls you and says, hey, come. Well, uh, I, I got a call from Louie that like I'd been on a list for a, a while because they were looking for a new bass player because their bass player at the time, Corey Ritchie, was uh, going to move. Okay. So, um, at the last minute, I guess uh, they found a bass player and they're like, oh, just bring your guitar. It's like, okay, cool. So we, I played guitar for that. And then I guess like a week later, there was like a four hour, no, it was like a four hour gig, no rehearsal. And they were like, uh, actually, Corey's not leaving. So just bring your, play your guitar. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. Wow. Because, uh, now, I know a lot of the guys in Lost Bayou Ramblers are related to each other. Uh, the main two, the fiddle and accordion are brothers. Right. Okay, yeah. And then, then they've got the uh, their cousins, uh, the Rayo brothers. Right, right, okay, right. Okay, so that, yeah. I'm trying to remember the whole family tree here. So you, 
So now are you friends? Were you friends before this whole thing? Because uh, you're not you're not any relation to any of the guys in the band. Oh no no no! My mom's from New Mexico and my dad's from Columbia, South America. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I was a complete alien in Lafayette, Louisiana for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we'd been uh, we just like ran into each other like acquaintances, like you know, like oh we know each other who that person is, but it wasn't anything until like I got the call or I was wow. just like oh what's happening now? Jeez, that so so you basically your start with Lost by Ramblers was a baptism by fire then yeah it was one of those like let's see if it, ha- if it can happen if, it's, if i can hang in then if it's not I'm not a complete embarrassment then <laughs> i guess i got the job <laughs> and now how long ago was that oh that had to have been i think it's gonna be five or six years come october oh wow man yeah and you guys want a grammy I mean, turns out <laughs> that how now how does that okay first of all i wanted i i, I did have louie on the show but oh, cool. but i gotta find out from you what what did that feel like and and i saw the i've seen the documentary you guys going to new york it it was really cool to see you guys just going through new york and, and going through the process but what how what did it feel like and do you get a statue or do you just get a certificate since the band is kind of big? How does that work? We got, we, since it's like a full on Grammy, then yeah, we, we, we each got statues, but wow. it was completely unbelievable. Like it's hard to believe still. Like I don't, it's one of those like, well, I guess I have to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I should <laughs> stop now. back now. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite like go into marketing now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well you, you could but you would be the only dude with a, a, a granny paperweight on his desk yeah exactly They're like why aren't you still playing <laughs> i won salesman of the month yeah well i won a grammy oh <laughs> uh, shit yeah It's 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 good for the resume. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the band kind of took a little bit of a hiatus at that point, right? And Exactly. That is that when you started working on the Weeks Island album? Yeah, um it was kind of this like we didn't have many gigs and I was kind of in a bit of a panic mode of like I got to do something like I, I can't, can't Grammy. Got to do something. Yeah, well, yeah, I just got to have to yeah, have to create something or something like I have to make a name for myself or, or do something. Right. <laughs> so over uh, two sessions with uh, the drummer for lost by Kirkland Middleton, uh, we recorded the whole EP and I kind of just sat on it and just listened to it a million times trying to figure out like, what, what is, what, what is this even? What, what could I do with this? <laughs> so when did you start playing uh, the pedal steel? Oh man, probably, I mean, I've been playing for a long time, like probably going on 15 years. Oh wow. But, but I've never had a teacher, so I've kind of just like picked up things here and there. Oh cool. And had to like figure out ways to be more creative so that I could be like, well, I could, 
I spent so much money on this. I have to. So, like, yeah. I started using a cello bow on the low on the lowest strings and stuff oh, like wow. that. Get more string sounding sounds and. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. It's been fun. The album has an ambient feel oh, to yeah. it. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely in that that genre. Is that something that you've been into for a long time? Uh, I think since college, like getting into Brian Eno and then like just getting through his whole catalog and, yeah. and seeing like, oh, ambient music. This is very, this is interesting. And get, diving deeper into like Krautrock, like things like Cluster and Noi and you just, and like there some of their smaller projects, like uh, the guitar player from Noi, Michael Rother, has a really, really, some really great album, guitar albums. Oh, okay. Uh, so just like listening to that stuff and getting influenced, like, oh, no, this, you can just have a small repeating, sh- like, structure thing, and it can be, that's it. It doesn't have to have bridge, chorus, outro, coda. Like, it doesn't, it can just be what it is. Was the album conceived i guess or as an instrumental album instrumental ambient album or was there any thought of taking it another direction uh, oh yeah i definitely thought like well maybe i can put chords over this and make a song and this could just be the bridge or maybe this can be an instrumental break between songs or something like that but it just felt like that was his own thing and i was just like oh this i think this could stand on its own and i showed it to enough friends and was they were encouraging enough to I was like I guess this is I think this is actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been listening to it a lot, and it's really cool. I thank you. I really like it, and I'm I don't, and maybe it's just because I've, I listen when when it comes to uh, ambient stuff, I don't know tons of it. It's mostly Robert Fripp stuff, Dallas Acid. Oh, sure. Um, I love Dallas Acid. They're just, they're just really cool. I've never listened to them. I'm writing that down. Oh yeah. They're on a they're a podcast guest about a year ago. Okay, <laughs> but Dallas Acid's really cool because they did a um, they they released a bunch of albums, but one of the things that they did was with um, Paz Lenchenten, they scored the bass player. Yeah, uh, she's in a Perfect Circle and a bunch yeah, of yeah 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 uh, Pumpkin Pixies oh. right now. Yeah yeah, um, they scored. I th- I'm trying to remember if it was, li- I think it was live and they recorded it. The soundtrack for the original Nosferatu movie. Oh, they, that's fun. They did it in a theater. They, they played the, uh, the movie and they did the score there. That's and awesome. Yeah. Lost Bayou's had a couple projects like that. that have, have been really fun. That's, I heard about some of those with, when Louie was on and that's, that's how hard is that? That, that to me, that, that seems like it, I would, that would scare the hell out of me. I mean, at first it's kind of scary, but um, I think we lost why you did some music for the film Beast of the Southern Wild.
and the first time that um, like they, I guess with conjunction with Wordless Orchestra in Manhattan, decided to live score it. So that was a, we flew up to Manhattan and did two screenings where we played with an orchestra, and it was one of those. Oh, I definitely sweat like there was a pool of sweat underneath <laughs> it. But that was like the high. Like it's only got like we've done like smaller things. We've done where it's 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 more fun. Like we've done, we did um we scored a silent movie. Uh, for, um, oh man, what is that festival that Wilco puts on at Mass Mocha? Oh, okay. In, uh, Massachusetts. I, I know what you're, we, I've heard of it. I'm, I'm not real familiar with it, but I've heard of it. I've only seen it on, you know, social media because yeah. I follow Wilco and stuff like that. And, um, but we, we got the gig and as a part of the gig, we also live scored this seven minute silent film, uh, about like, um, I think it was like a like a train robbery. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> but it was only seven minutes long. So it was like you could kind of like tease out like you can have a small theme that you come back to, and then you can go into like more dramatic parts, and you just have to have a sheet of paper of all the things. It's <laughs> just going to be slightly organized. <laughs> that that's really cool. That's I guess because I, I hear a lot of answering like improv kind of stuff like that but that's got that to me that's got to be more like you're saying scripted because it's you're actually following what, what's supposed to be going on in the movie exactly yeah man i yeah i i could I, well i mean look honestly i couldn't do any of this because i can't i, I can barely play guitar I, so <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that fascinates me is something is unusual stuff stuff where you're live scoring a, a movie that's playing behind you when you do a uh, pedal steel ambient album, because because I'm I don't know of any other pedal steel ambient albums. Oh, uh, Chuck Johnson has one called Basalms that's really good. Okay, uh, just Chuck Johnson. Follow him. He's he's kind of like one of the one of my guiding stars. It's like, can I do this? Is this doable? Because <laughs> <laughs> see, when I when I hear when I hear the word ambient, two things come to mind. It's either Eno and Fripp. Right. Or just the adult contemporary garbage my mom used to listen to. Oh, I know. It's the worst. Like like okay. Yanni. Or, yeah. And, and he's not exactly ambient, but and that's not exactly what I mean. It's it's Yeah, I know what you're talking Andres about. Andres volan That's That's the one dude my mom used to always listen to. I don't know why I know that dude. I guess because his <laughs> name was just weird as hell. And I was like right. in eighth grade. I'm like, what is... <laughs> so it's always like like an electric zither or right, weird right, right. weird tinkling soft thing yeah. that people want to go to sleep to. Yeah, it's it's yeah, people like it's I guess more people know it more as just like pleasant sounding music and that's it. There's yeah. nothing challenging about it. Yeah, music you can do other stuff to. Right, exactly. <laughs> Easily but when you find like good ambient music, like um Man, I'm trying to think of other, some other, like, I guess I'm going to just name drop cluster again. Yeah. You, you start to like, I'll like go for a run and it's just, I feel so much more focused on the here and now because it's less, I don't know. It just puts me in like more of like a cinematic mindscape, like yeah. mind space of like, you, you definitely like, that's exactly feel like you're something's, you know, your life is happening. All around yeah. You. It, you know, th that's, and that's the reason I liked Dallas Acid is because I got that cinematic feel. Like I felt like I was part of something else going on. 
Right. And it was really cool. And and that's one of the things I like about Weeks Island. It's I get that similar feel to yeah. it. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name Weeks Island? What's behind that? Oh, it's uh, actually a place here in southern Louisiana. Okay. Uh, there's this like loop between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and one's an interstate and one's a, a, a highway. Okay. And if I guess like when it's more trafficy, I take the highway. It takes a little longer, but you're guaranteed to like keep moving. Yeah. And there's a sign for the the town of Weeks Island. And I've always thought that it was like, oh, that's a really cool, it's a really cool name. Like yeah. I, I wrote it down on a piece of paper or notes on my iPhone or whatever. And um, I was like, oh, I should probably do something with that. And originally it was going to be like more of a like kraut rock band, like Noi or Can. Oh, okay. With like drums, bass and guitars and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That just never, I just never, I never got around to writing the material. <laughs> So it's just like, I just have, you just, sometimes you just got to have a list of band names or yeah. a, a band will pop up and you're like, well, well it's just, this is the worst part. It's <laughs> naming the band. That, I've heard that so many times. It's like, so hard. I'm trying to remember who, uh, I've had a bunch of people on like, how did you come up with the name? And like, it's the only thing I could think of that nobody else had. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Oh, but I, I do some, and I have done some script writing in the past and that's the, what I, one of the things coming up with character names. Uh, so yeah. it's the same thing you, you, you hear you, something hits you funny and you're like i gotta write that down and yeah exactly uh, the hard well the hardest part of this was naming each instrumental song because that's i was like i don't like anything and if you do if you use a phrase i didn't want to sound like pretentious or yeah so i was talking to louie about it and he's like well how about we use like local local bodies of water that have, have we've lost to coastal erosion like Wow. Perfect. Perfect. That I was just, gonna ask you about that. Yeah, that's I was I was like cooking for my girlfriend and he was on FaceTime like and he was like, How about this one? I was like, No, nah, no, that one sounds kinda like how about this one? I was like, sounds great. <laughs> next next track. Huh? <laughs> so did now did you when when you're throwing out or, or when Louis and, and you were tossing names back and forth, did uh, songs come to mind specifically for these for these names? Because you've got Point Fortuna, Raccoon Island Floor Pond, and I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this one up. Bayou La Chute. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. All right, and Cyprian <laughs> Bay. Yeah. So, uh, I wish. I mean, I, like I said, I was I was cooking at the time, and I had to like go to work in like half an hour. Or so it was just one of these like just like yeah, just keep keep it going because I don't. I, I wish I could say I put more thought into it. Is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but rolling with Louis Michaud, you you end up places like live scoring places like movies or <laughs> playing festivals on somebody's private property in the middle of nowhere, Atlanta or like or Georgia or, you know, I've had literally one interaction with him and it was when he came <laughs> on the show and I know exactly what you're talking about because we set everything up. He, I, I Skype him. I think it's yeah, Skype FaceTime, whatever it was we were using. And I'm like, is now a good time? He's like, yeah, I'm just here at a, getting a beer. And so we yeah. did the entire show at, at some outdoor brewery. bar. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it's LA 31 Brewery. I know okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so in the middle of the show, he's like, he, we'll be talking. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up to him and says, hey, Louie. And, and he starts talking <laughs> with somebody else. And I'm like, 
All right, I've got to edit that it's a, it's thirty a seconds. Podcast, Louis. I know. I got to edit that thirty seconds out. <laughs> but I actually ended up keeping a lot of it I, in because it was kind of funny. Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, he probably got interrupted less being there than being at home with three boys, <laughs> all under like nine years old. <laughs> you would have gotten. You got interrupted more. That that's a good point. That is a very good point. Now, how did you go about recording? these songs was it it was it all in one shot was it uh did you know the songs before you went and recorded them or was it a lot of in the studio work um it was over two sessions i mean we couldn't have done it for a couple couple hours each and we just threw my amp uh in kirkland's closet so we wouldn't disturb his roommates (laughs) and it was basically just i improv like i have a loop pedal and uh, improv like okay i got I built something like okay that sounds pretty good let's put that down and then uh let me layer like two more tracks on top wow and that was pretty much it it was just basically just like well what is this what feels good just play something and you know, i'll be like we'll be listening back I'm like um oh, no that doesn't sound good clearly let's take another pass oh cool so a lot yeah. of this w- was kind of recorded written recorded it at the same time 100 percent that's awesome. I don't know if I could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I could do something similar. <laughs> yeah. So now I know COVID-19 has kind of hit your area pretty hard. I know I've got a couple friends in New Orleans and they're, you know, they're, they were, they've been in bad shape. So that's terrible. I don't, I don't know if you've had, if you had any plans on playing this stuff out, but do you have plans once things calm down to play it or to uh, maybe expand it into another album? Um, I've definitely thought about plans for another album. Uh, I have played this material or played Weeks Island out uh, two times. Once was at a bar and once was at a coffee shop. Okay. And the bar was so awkward because this is like pleasant. (laughs) No, it's like not, there's no beat. So like people were just kind of like what like would walk in and look around like what's going on. <laughs> I was like okay, learn lesson learned. I'm not going to play this at a bar. <laughs> so Coffee House was a shorter gig, but it it was more like people like sitting and paying attention. So it felt a little more like okay, this this feels like a better venue. So I'm thinking like more like museums, coffee shops. There you go. Maybe like an outdoor something like a, I've got, I had a buddy who, um, it's a bunch of buddies that run a, um, a festival called, um, Fet to Void that they're like, we definitely want Weeks Island. I was like, okay, well, just so you know, it's going to be like, there's no beat. It's very ambient. It's just to be like pretty. And he's like, no, it's perfect. (laughs) Everybody's going to be real chill when I do this. Yeah. It's like, that's what this is for. It's not, it's just like, I feel like it's it's like a I told a couple of buddies like uh, I feel the EP is something you put on in your headphones you go for like a nature walk like so you can just yeah. like it's like get stoned if you want to that probably helps too yeah, but, yeah. But, so it's like you know so you're just like gazing at nature's beauty and walking around and feeling the sunshine yeah it makes you feel good that's kind it's, of the idea it's not lost by you ramblers boot stomping stuff. Right. This was not. <laughs> this is what we came, we unveiled to like uh, a festival. People ready to like have a good time and yeah. dance. They would be like, "What's what's going yeah. on?" <laughs> so, 
Now, uh, have you thought about doing any live streams of any of the material? I've seen with with everything going on, I've seen a ton of people live streaming shows instead of going out to concerts and stuff. So I was hey, throwing that out. I, I have. I've seen like a lot of friends. Uh, they're they're like you know passing the virtual hat around like with yeah. their Venmos and PayPal's and I um I've been sitting pretty like we Lost Bayou got off of a tour with uh, members of the Pogues. Oh so, yes. So like I'm, I'm I'm not and I was able to like file for unemployment through my job so I'm I'm f- fine. So I'm kind of waiting till I'm not so fine <laughs> then I'm like <laughs> that I might do something to where like oh, okay now I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> virtual until, live stream ambient chill until session so then, then i want my friends that need it right now to get it right now uh, well that that makes sense that that makes yeah. total sense yeah see, maybe <laughs> so you did say you just got off a tour with maybe the pogues i know you do a lot of stuff with with spider stacy ever i mean has that ever come into the in, into the uh into the uh stream of different projects you're thinking something just you and spider Oh, I don't know, but I'm sure he'd be open to it. I, I didn't even cross my mind until you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, a good idea. I'm gonna write that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of Lost by Ramblers. I'm, I'm loving Weed Silent, and I love the Pogues. So I would be, I would be right up in that stuff. Oh, I'm sure he'd be down. He loves to like get far out and trippy. That oh yeah, that's <laughs> and and now are you part of that? The Pogatry in Motion? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, so that's, that's that whole thing. How does that work? I mean, is it is it all Pogue stuff that you guys are doing, or is, there, is it you do a little bit of Pogues, a little bit of Lost Bayou Ramblers? We usually do, like, a Lost Bayou set, and then have them come on, and then do a whole other set of Pogue songs. Oh, cool. So it's just like basically like it would we, well, the last this last tour was just like a seamless two hour double show. Wow, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had to can I was really bummed we had to cancel some dates because that would have been would have kept going. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you guys get to uh, come up to my area. I'm in just outside of DC because. Oh wow! Oh, we were we were just there. Oh, <laughs> we played the black cat. Oh damn it! See, I was just I just shot woven hand there. I I, I do some photography uh, for a local blog, and uh, I was there with the, oh. uh, I shot woven hand and the band Ohm. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, it was a really cool show. Black cat is not a fun place to take to take your camera though. If you're when oh, you're it's super hard. oh well, the problem is the a lot of places like if, the nine thirty club or, or or larger venues larger club venues, they'll have a gap between, and, and I'm sure you, you know this, they've got a gap between the stage and, and there's a little barrier for the crowd. And in that right. gap, anybody with, with media passes, they'll, for the first three songs, you have like free reign to go and, right. and shoot. Right. And um, they don't have that at the Black Cats. Wherever the no. stage ends, that's where the crowd is. That's where the elbows are on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to take photos when there's yeah. a big crowd there, it's hard because if you got a good spot, 
you don't want to lose it because as soon as you move, somebody's going to take your spot. Yeah. And then you got to try to maneuver your way through a crowd with a camera. And that's, oh, that's a nightmare. I mean, maybe, I mean, it was a good show. Maybe we'll, I mean, chances are we'll be back. Man. I don't know if it'll be necess- necessar- necessarily Black Hat, but. Any place, because I obviously missed it. And I'm a little annoyed <laughs> by that. It's been, a, it's, just, it's been a rough year and a half. So it's just, we've started here. Oh, and it's been it's been crazy around here. This this household insane, but but um, you also okay. So back back to your music, not my bitch session. <laughs> the EP is named Drost. Yeah. Okay. So. Can you explain what that is and, and why you named the EP Drost? I was at a dinner party and a friend of mine from Montreal, Jean-Philippe, uh, mentioned some film term. And I was like, what did you say? And I, I'm not, I don't I, I don't speak French. And he's like, uh, it's, you know, the film, the, that film term where it's like a, a, a play within a film. I was like, oh, I'm not, I've never heard of that. He's like, so look it up. And it's essentially it started out, it's what's called the Drost effect, which is started in, I guess, medieval times where it was a tiny picture. It was like a picture of, and then a picture of that picture inside that picture into infinity. Right. And since we've had the technology of like mirrors, (laughs) (laughs) you can face them towards each other. And, and it's just one of these things where, um, kind of like, I don't know, a lot of these, a lot of the songs are made with, uh, loops. So it's just kind of this, I, I kind of wish we could have put this out on a CD so you could just let it loop back around and keep playing. Just yeah. like, so just kind of like kind of enamored of that idea of the Jost effect of, and, uh, my buddy who, who shot the, uh, cover photo for, um, the EP, uh, will of fever. I've known him since pre-K. Oh, wow. We've just, we've been friends for, and it's just one of these things where I was like, do you have any, um, pictures from South Louisiana? And it, I was, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. That is, it's a great shot. I love that. Yeah, it's it's I ten. It's uh, yeah. interstate ten. It's underneath interstate ten. Oh god, on the Atchafalaya Basin. I when I lived in Alabama. I used to have to go uh, and and do. I I lived about. I gotta, I gotta think. It was like ninety miles due north of Panama City Beach. Oh wow! Okay. And so we would go, we'd go down. We'd go down to the beach, and I'd have to for my job. Sometimes I'd have to go into Pensacola or Mobile, and so we'd go down to ten, hook a right. And then take ten all the way in. I hate that road. That <laughs> is, the, it is the worst. I don't know who the hell designed that, but it's the the breaks in that concrete as mm. material that they use. It's, you, for like, I drove to New Orleans once or twice in it, and it's it's horrible because from Florida, from like from literally Panama City Beach to New Orleans, it's just kajunk 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 kajunk. <laughs> Yep. Oh yep. my God! It's beautiful yeah. scenery, but yeah. the road itself is. Yeah, and well, Florida's probably better than like I think they actually take care of their roads yeah. more than <laughs> Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Not to <laughs> do love Louisiana. I love living in Louisiana. It's, yeah, it's not always fun to drive around. No. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but it's beautiful. I I love the drive. I love going Pens- uh, Pensacola, Mobile. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, down to. In, all the way down to Lake Charles. You know, it's beautiful. It's a really cool drive. I actually really enjoyed it. Except for the constant ka-junk, ka-junk, ka-junk. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
That's yes, the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so now, how do how do people get the album? Can they? Is it it's it's available now, right? It's completely available now. Right. It's on um, Bandcamp. It's on the NouveauElectrique.com, uh, the label that that Louis label that put it out, and uh, it just came out on Spotify and all all of those the titles the. What am I? Amazon Music. Oh yeah, yeah. I for, I keep forgetting about that. I actually have that. I forget yeah. about that one. I everyone. I'll like. I'll I'll have something on there and I'll listen to it constantly for a month and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm time to listen to something different and then I'll just right. forget about it for a couple of months. Like, oh, I I have this option too. Right. It's it's one of those things where like artists get like such fractions of pennies from streaming services that it's hard for me to be like, and it's on this. But I mean, at this point I, I didn't, I didn't sink a ton of money into this. It yeah. was, it was for art's sake. So might as well just like let people, you know, if you want, if you want to pay what you want, go to Bandcamp, camp, yeah. Island and put some money in there. But if otherwise like just enjoy it and, Hopefully it calms your day or, you know, at least makes you feel in the present moment for at least a couple seconds. Oh, yeah. It's it's I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm actually it's been such a nice change of pace to listen to. <laughs> how all right? So if people want to follow Weeks Island, if they want to follow you with Lost Bayou Ramblers, what's the best way to, to get in touch with you and follow what you're doing? Well, Mike Watt told me to put make a uh, website, so I have to make a website. <laughs> if Mike Watt tells you to do something, you probably ought to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't done that yet. I've, I've slowed on doing that. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll get a website going. But um, I'm uh, some faraway beach on uh, Instagram. There's also a Weeks Island Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. I hate that. Yeah, I'm, uh, there's a Weeks Island Facebook. Oh, cool, cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where you'll see all the, the info, like where this is going to all post this. And <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Man. Well, I, I imagine, you know, posting music online is a lot like posting podcasts where it goes out to like so many different venues, different platforms. You don't even know what exactly. it's on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see in 10 years where this, <laughs> where this reaches and who's like, Oh, that was you or like stuff like that. That's, <laughs> those are always good. I've been well, recording music for like 15 years, so every now and then I'll get like, a, "Oh yeah, I know that band." <laughs> <laughs> well, man, look, I, I've really enjoyed this. It's been a, a blast. Likewise, ambient is a it's a newer genre for me, but it's it's a really cool intro. I, I've you know I've had a little bit of background with Fripp and 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 Eno and all, but the yeah. the newer stuff that's coming out, I actually. I don't know if I would tell Brian you know this, but I think I like it better. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think he's. I think his ego could take it. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't he's know about Fripp though. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he might not be. He might not be so happy. He spent a, a lot of money on Frippertronics. Oh yeah, so he snapped, snapped everybody in in King Crimson into shape. So. <laughs> oh man, no kidding. Every couple of years, you're all gone. Yep. Unless you're Adrian Blue, then you last what like thirty years. <laughs> and then, then you're out, and then Jacko comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, I, I know we've kind of gone back and forth and done, gone off on all kinds of tangents, but man, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Likewise, thank you. I appreciate you.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.